0: Everybody. Welcome to Entrepreneur Mind Speak. Um, today, we're going to be talking about why packaging is important and how to harness its power. Um, I'm Lauren, and I am a founder and creative director for Creme de Mint. Um, I design branding and packaging for food, beauty, and supplement product businesses. And I'm, I'm based in Miami, Florida. And I'm here with Natalie, my co
1: host. Hi, my name is Natalie. I have a web design and development company up in Tampa. So let's talk about packaging. This is
0: my area of expertise. And it's, um, it's interesting. We were just talking right before we started this episode. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, what am I going to share? Like, I know what I'm going to share. But at the same time, like there's always a little bit of, um, I don't know, fear whenever you're put on the spot for the thing that you do the most. Um, and it's like, do I know everything? Um, what am I going to share? We do want to talk about why package design is important. And one of the quotes that that I have said in the past is that um, package design is like a mini billboard for your product. So
1: that's the best description ever. It's like the tiny little billboard that's supposed to outshine all the other billboards in the store.
0: And then on that same wavelength, you want to grab attention right away. So like imagine you're on a freeway and you're driving, you know, 55, 60 miles an hour and you pass the billboard has to grab your attention really quickly. You have to be able to read it really quickly and know exactly what it is very, very quickly. Um, And that's the same thing. Like when you're, you know, going however fast you go and you're shopping with your shopping cart down, you know, the grocery aisle, if you own a product you want your product to grab their attention in the same way that a billboard might.
1: And it's the same online, maybe even worse. People are bombarded online by so many colors and details and brands and all these various different things. So even there having really nice packaging and having that come through online is so important.
0: And I think things like bright colors, you know, creative logos, unique fonts, you want it to be attention grabbing in some way. And that can be done through color, that can be done through fonts, that can be done through your copy.
1: And what's interesting about like, Speaking of like the important elements of packaging and and that kind of moves through design and branding in general, is when you look at the overall trends, like the really big trends over the past decade, what's really interesting and catches my eye, even though I don't specialize in packaging, is like, I remember when having the super minimalism type packaging would really catch your attention, because like everyone else had this loud, you know, we were coming out of the nineties with like the loud styles and stuff like that. And then people started doing this super minimalist approach, which then that caught attention because it just stood out from the crowd. Um, and now I feel like you see like a little bit of a transition towards like the maximalist type styles where people are again, using really beautiful fonts and colors and even gold and other metallics and stuff like that. Um, So it's kind of like a wave of continuously standing out while also still communicating your message to your, your public.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I definitely agree with you, Natalie, at the same time, I think there's still a place for keeping it simple for, you know, having the most important information, not having it be too busy um, and that sometimes the simplest and cleanest designs are the ones that are going to leap off the shelf. So I think it's important to look at your competition, see what they're doing and see how you can stand out. Like, What will allow your brand to stand out and how can you build it to be something different and unique in your in your marketing, in your space?
1: That's a very, very good point. No matter what, it has to stay clear. The message has to be clear above anything else.
0: But that doesn't mean that there isn't a way to use pattern to grab people's attention and also still have the copy be clear, um, the information on your packaging be clear to the consumer once they look at it.
1: And that concept translates perfectly to websites too. You know, animation is very popular now. That in itself is kind of a trend in web design and development. So there's a lot of animation going on in the space. Um, and all of us have been to those websites where there's like too much animation and things is just like flying out at you. And you almost want to like click out of it immediately just because it's so overwhelming.
0: I can see some of the appeal to it. It does kind of remind me of like when I'm on TikTok, it's like very um, attention grabbing, which, which is nice. But at the same time, like you want to make sure it's grabbing your attention in the right way, that it's taking the right information and not just grabbing your attention without a point.
1: When done right, it can be really enticing and amazing. And when done wrong, it goes really, really wrong. My
0: concern about this, you know, this maximizing direction is that, um, especially like in website, we lose some of the user experience. Totally. Um, and I just, you know, I, I feel like that's going to take them away from the process of getting to your product and buying your product. And, you know, if they're too distracted, they may just not end up doing what you wanted them to do there in the first place
1: especially i feel like that is like the most important point when it comes to e-commerce because there's a very important part of design which is the customer's anticipation like the customer comes to a place and they anticipate to receive certain information and if your design whether that's packaging or a website doesn't meet any parts of that anticipation then they they don't want to be there. Even if it's very gorgeous and even if it's very fun, that expectation of the information that they're looking for still needs to exist or else the the utilization of it just goes out the drain.
0: Yeah, so you want to use your design wisely and at the same time, you want to use your copy wisely. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you think about a billboard, minimal copy is in the like the little quick, quippy phrases that, you know, make you notice. So the same thing should be on your packaging copy. The same thing should be on your website copy. Because you have a limited space and a very limited amount of time to command attention, you want to keep it simple and catchy make it
1: clear to people what you do is probably the most or what the product is. Uh, It's hilarious how many websites and how many, I'm sure this happens in packaging as well, don't actually explain what the main purpose of the product is. I was thinking about this product line
0: that does it really well called um, Anatomicals. And they have um, little clever slogans on their beauty products. Like theirs is very type driven. And so they have one like, cruise in for a snooze in for a sleep bomb. And they have like, stop cracking up for a lip balm, these little catchy pieces of copy that make it fun, that make it endearing that make it sassy that just, you know, it grabs you and funny and, and aligns with their personal values of their brand. So it, it works.
1: There's the value of having a professional copywriter help you. A lot of people, they, they want to try, you know, their own taglines or their own copy. And if you're very creative and you like that kind of thing, go for it. But there's absolute value in having a really experienced, fantastic copywriter on your side to help you with this stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, we love that our copywriter, she, you know, comes up with amazing little catchy phrases for our products, uh, for our clients, for their products and Um, you know, taglines and stuff like that. And, um, and it's specifically we, we go through a bunch of different ideas before we land on the ones that work, because we're trying to make sure that not only is it catchy, but that it resonates with the target consumer
1: i'm I'm curious because i actually don't know this part um what is it that people need to think about like let's say they have a product that they love they've just developed it they're super excited about it what do they need to bring you if they want to get the package made for it what do you, what do you need in order to think with what they're going to need for their package
0: There's a bunch of questions that I ask when I first talk to um, somebody who's wanting to get their packaging designed. And usually the first question I ask is, what are your quantities? How much are you planning to launch with? Are you working now with um, a manufacturer? And if you're working with a manufacturer, is there a stock container that they're recommending? And do they have other stock containers that you could use and if you bring in your own st- your own container, like, are you able to do that? Will they be able to use it on their equipment? So I start asking all of these different types of questions. This is specifically talking about the primary packaging. Mm-hmm. primary packaging is what houses your product that would be the um, juice bottle that the juice comes in or the can or the can that like a functional beverage might come in the bottle that uh, a supplement you know supplements might come inside of like a capsule bottle first I want to understand what are the limitations of the pa- the primary packaging if there are limitations Most customers or most clients that I work with, they, um, they're usually using stock containers because getting something custom, it it costs a lot of money and you need relatively large quantities. um, Right. And, you know, you're looking at at least $10,000 for a mold and a certain number of um, pieces that you're going to get produced from that mold. And a lot of times for a lot of people, it doesn't really make sense until they've grown. So I worked with um, one customer, Express Juice. And um, if you've been to my website, you know they're on the homepage, they're on you know several other pages. We won a bunch of awards for the designs that we did for them. It was a conversation that I had with the owner that he wanted it to feel it was somehow related to alcohol, like his juice product. He wanted to be able to sell it outside of nightclubs. So he was going to have like this little cart, a little refrigerated cart, and he'd be out there selling, you know, juice at the end of the night. And he wanted it to be, you know, really easy to carry, put it in your pocket. And so we had this idea of it being like a flask. So a flask shape. And at the time there was absolutely no other products in the juice category that were doing anything other than like a Boston round or a maybe a square container. But that was it. So having this unique shape was really helpful for him and got him noticed. And so it was actually something that was used in a different industry that we brought over to the juice category. And it worked really well because it had a very different feel. We actually had the label go around the side of it um, instead of the traditional, just, you know, it only went around three of the sides. It didn't go around the whole thing. So it kind of gave it a different feel. Um, We We like this idea of like these like racing stripes at the top and using letters that kind of look similar to the periodic table for the different types of juices. Um, So we brought in a bunch of different elements and he Mm -hmm. ended up not really using the carts and selling it at night because he ended up getting so much um, traction from his package design, from his juices that he didn't, you know, he didn't really need to go that extra route. This particular packaging has been so successful for him. And it was a stock container. Now, at some point we did end up changing and moving it to a custom container that we made out of biodegradable plastic. Um, And so that's amazing. Yeah. And we also made like a wider mouth too, so that it was easier for him to fill it. So we ended up designing it to be a little bit different but still keeping the integrity of the concept. That's an example of like taking something that is stock but kind of repurposing it in a way to you know make it feel new and make it feel different and then eventually redesigning it so that it is custom and that it it can embrace sustainability as well. So there's a lot of Challenges around sustainability. We don't want to be greenwashing, so we want to make sure that the packaging is truly sustainable. Mm -hmm. Uh, The structures are not in place for some of the sustainable solutions that have been created.
1: First of all, like as if anybody could take one thing out of that, it would be the fact that like a really good design is still good after 10 plus years. Like that just shows like design basics. Beautiful aesthetics, correct proportions when done correctly. You don't need to redesign to care, you know, do the trends or whatever. Um, you can do it once when you do it really, really well from the start. So like that is an amazing success story just in itself. I feel like this is the kind of step that people need to know. Um, even people that have already been in business for a while, but they are looking at getting new packaging or even more, if you're just starting out, because when you're just starting out, you don't know these, all these little individual things. You don't realize the, the thought process that has to go into it. There's a lot more work than just, you know, buying a template off, you know, online and like trying to find a manufacturer and making it all meet up. You really need to have an eye for this kind of stuff.
0: You know, sometimes I'll have people come to me and they haven't started their business yet, but they have an idea and they don't know what steps to go in. The first step is working with your manufacturer. Then after you're working with your manufacturer and find, you know, you've figured out your formula, figured out, you know, your recipe, or if you're, you know, making it yourself because You know, a food manufacturer, you might be, you know, working out of a commercial kitchen. You know, you may be doing some of this kind of stuff on your own, but once you're trying to scale it up, you will be working with a manufacturer and you do need to understand what those costs are going to look like to make sure that you're going to be profitable.
1: Totally, totally. And thinking with that from the beginning, because the amount of businesses that start and they don't realize the costs that are going to go into it. And now they're already, you know, X amount of dollars in. And the only way to keep going is to add another X amount of dollars. That's just the kind of stuff that you want to be able to account for, especially when you're doing anything product based.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So getting back to um, you know, talking a little bit more about, you know, how to make your packaging stand out and what's important. One of the things that I really liked is, um, the share a Coke that the Coca-Cola, yeah. where, you know, they printed names on Coca-Cola bottles and encouraged buyers to like interact by finding names of people they know, making it kind of like a fun gifting thing, taking selfies, sharing on social media, that type God, of God, that thing. was
1: so smart. smart.
0: That was yeah. so
1: genius.
0: So when you're thinking about your product, how can you encourage engagement? So you can try to do it through your packaging, you know, maybe adding some Type of QR code or you know some sort of gaming to your packaging, making it interesting and
1: and shareable. And it really makes a difference as a consumer when you buy something and it arrives in a really beautiful way. It kind of gives you almost like a more personal connection to the brand. I find because I like you know even if it's a printed. Um, insert and I know it's not handwritten or anything like that, but it's like this little message from the brand to the consumer, a little bit about the brand. Like it turns into like kind of an intimate moment, if you could call it that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that whole unboxing experience when you get a package in the mail and it, you open it up and it has a scent in it, for example. And so you like the smell of it and, you know, the visuals of it, the feeling of, you know, taking it out and like how it's actually packaged in the box, um, in the larger shipping box, just that whole experience. You want your customer to feel connected to your brand through these experiences.
1: There's ways to do it. Um, like less expensively but one of my favorite examples of this is Chanel and I don't have a bunch of stuff Chanel stuff or anything like that but I once bought I had gotten a um a nail polish from Chanel and I really loved it and I was buying it all the time then the pandemic hit and I didn't buy it from the store so i bought it online and i noticed that it was the same price online as in the store so i was like okay fine ordered it and i was shocked when it arrived because it arrived in so the nail polish is we all know the size of a nail polish is very small right what arrived was a box that was only a little smaller than a shoe box large for a nail polish and of course I was excited because even the box itself had like a big Chanel logo on it, right? Just a cardboard box, but like had a beautiful logo. Cool, I open it. Then there's this beautiful white Chanel box. This is the same kind of boxes that they put their really expensive leather goods in. They're heavy uh, card stock, beautiful white with the black embossed logo, a bow wrapped around it. So I un unbox that part. And inside it's like this um, beautiful tinsel. And then the little nail polish is like in an individual little pocket in the middle. And they gave me like three free samples or a little note that said, thank you, Natalie. Like it was like this huge thing for a, I think it's $24 nail polish, which is expensive for a nail polish. I can't imagine that it was super profitable for them to create that package for such a small order, which also was free shipping. But the relationship that you get when you spend a small amount of money and you get more than you expect, that it really sets a tone for someone's relationship with the brand. When you put a little something, a little extra effort into something and then they get it, it's like, a really positive experience because someone is getting more than they thought they were going to get. And I love that concept to get like something that even though I paid for it, it really felt like a gift because of the additional energy that was put into that.
0: Yeah, the additional pampering feel. Putting in that extra effort like you described and really um, giving that customer that extra special experience like you said, it's it it goes far. I think it's tricky now for luxury brands because there's a lot more of a push for consumers. They want to find products that are wasting less less packaging, wasting less water. We really products out there that are focusing on that trend. Um, there's one called bite, and it's uh um it produces like dehydrated toothpaste and mouthwash bits. Oh, wow. Like, that activate when you put them in your mouth so that it eliminates the tubes and plastic containers and stuff like that. And it comes in these apothecary style glass jars and compostable shipping containers. So like they're thinking about the whole cycle and like how, you know, these products are impacting our environment, it's becoming more and more important to consumers. I agree. Yeah, It's become more important to me as well. And so I guess like, you know, really thinking about who your target customer is, you want to still give them that luxury experience, but how do you give them that luxury experience while, you know, still thinking about sustainability and really thinking about it, not just
1: green washing yeah, that's kind of where like the creativity comes in too, because uh there was one brand called typology um and they do skincare things and i was surprised because they're on the lower price points and um so i wasn't expecting anything special in their packaging and they sent me it was a very simple packaging cardboard box it had straw Tinsel, So it was like, you know, it is biodegradable and all cardboard primary packaging, various different aspects, but very simple, very simple insert, but very personal. Um, so this would be, could be an example of a much more sustainable way also for, for up and coming brands. You know, it doesn't cost that much and it doesn't harm the environment too much when you, you know, manage to make your own inserts or you figure out doing it on recycled paper or whatever. That's only marginally more expensive than um, your standard paper. As long as you put a little bit of added creativity into it, I think that can go a really long way. Even Etsy sellers, I like when they put, you know, their own little notes and stuff like that. So I think that definitely it's something that people need to be super aware of, especially when you have that bigger budget where you can really create more and figure out how to do something really great while being um, sustainable. I think it's kind of fun. It's a fun challenge to figure out how to give that personal touch. It's vital
0: for product businesses to think about their packaging and really spend some time making um, the right decision for their business, for their um, target customer. Just like a billboard, you want to cut through the noise, get noticed, build relationships, and stick in people's minds. So with that, really. um, I think we can wrap up um, why package design is so important. And um, we will see you on our next episode of Entrepreneur Mind Speak. Thank you.
1: Bye. Bye.